Wednesdays, every Thursday. Yo, what's up? It's Cooley. I'm chilling here with my boy, Roberto Gonzalez, and my other boy, Mark Dugas. Hey, hey. What's going on, guys? Yeah, man. And uh, I'd like to welcome you to the We Love Wednesdays Every Thursday podcast. Uh, today, we are missing Ren, who was unable to make it due to a conflict in schedule. We will definitely see her again uh, maybe next week or the week after, maybe the week after that. Who knows? Schedules can be fucking weird. Uh, rain is coming down like a bitch over here. You can probably hear it in the background a little bit. Uh, but hey, makes for a nice little mellow, uh, nice mellow setting. setting. Um, what's that? That's a nice setting. Yeah, right. It makes the, me want to sleep. Yeah. I yeah. really, I really like the title of your show, man. I think it's super clever. Thank you. It makes the only part that makes me sad because as a comic book nerd, I'm like, word. The part that makes me sad is like, what would be really cool is Saturday on Monday, right? Like, welcome to Saturday on Monday. That would be, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Saturday on Monday would be nice because you, everybody needs a little Saturday on Monday, right? I need a lot of Saturday. I want just a replacement. Yeah, too I want bad. Saturday, Sunday, Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too bad comics don't come out on Saturday. True, true. Yeah, if they if they did, that would be awesome. No, I need that highlight in the middle. I need that highlight on Hump Day too. Yeah, man. Wednesdays are great, man. Love I love when new books come out. I love going and looking at them on the shelf. I love leaving them on the shelf. I love picking them up and buying them. Who I love everything about it. The smell of new comics. Mm-hmm. Like that new car smell. Yeah. Yep. As opposed to like like an old comic that's like musty and smells like Yeah. Putting them mold. Putting the comics in bags and boards, you know, I've actually got a bag full of bags and boards now that I hope that I put together, getting ready to so I can just slide the comics in. Good shit. Must have. We so, go and we go way back with it too, right? Like this isn't a new thing for us. We're not jumping nah. on a fad because we like the Marvel movies. Nah. Uh, I want to talk briefly about and and forgive me, right? Because I'm gonna go there and this is sentimental. Uh, it was a short week. You can do what you gotta do. Your mom was super to me. Your mom was super to me, and she and I like I we we got into it sometimes. It was almost like I was like her another son. Yeah. Right? Like we mm-hmm. definitely got into it sometimes. I remember one time uh, she yelled at the top of her lungs, "You're sick." You're evil. And I'll never remember the context. I hope you can remind, remind I, me why. I, I honestly don't remember myself. I don't even remember that happening. But, but I, I was over. But it definitely sounds like something she would yeah, have done. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Especially between us. Uh, but I'm over Cooley's house, right? And uh, it's comic book day. And I'm flipping through the books and I'm reading comic books. And she comes in from wherever she's coming in from. And she yells at me because I didn't have the the like the Burger King uh, server gloves on <laughs> while I was reading. The, that's a real thing that happened. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Like, is this how we're supposed to treat comic books? That's I a had, true collector there. I had white gloves. I have been I have been doing it wrong the whole time. Like Anthony looks like Jarvis when he's reading comic books. Yeah. He looks like he's checking for dust. I, I, that's very it's, it's very it's a, it's a good way to do it. I've never done it myself, but. Uh, they weren't Burger King server gloves, by the way. They were actually like latex gloves. Like I, I never had the privilege to own a pair of the comic book reading gloves, so I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. My point. You is, never had. You never had latex gloves. We're not Johnny. Not for comic books. We're not Johnny Come Lately's to the to the party. We go nah. way way back with this, and perhaps that's the context to why I was sick and evil. Maybe it was because I was reading the comic books wrong. You're sick. Yeah. You're evil because you put fingerprints on them, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. She described is, to me the oil that is breaking a, down. That is a sick and evil thing to do to a comic book, yeah, man. Oil from your fingers. That's why they put 
gloves on. Yeah, I, I'm a oily. I'm a oily Puerto Rican too, man. Oh, like, you I'm need a, gloves. It's a real. On. It's a real thing. You need it's like a, a double, double. It's you get my a double wrap. That my shirts change colors. <laughs> <laughs> I got problems. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, like fucking, what? Like, I got about thirty-five long boxes up there in my attic. Wow. Yeah, full. Like, and comics that. I don't have boxes for because I just fucking stopped buying boxes. All right. We need to talk after about having all your comics in the attic. That's a problem. We're going to have an High humidity. It's like having it in your basement. Yeah. My basement it's ruined my collection. Cool. No doubt. Yeah. I'm going to, I definitely have to get them out of there and, uh, and go through them and stuff like that. They haven't been up there for long. Um, but the newer books will probably be okay a little bit better because of the, the quality of the paper is better. Right. But older stuff. Uh, your good stuff, I, I wouldn't keep it up there, personally. Mm. And they are all bagged and boarded, so that might help. I don't know. True. Um, but, but the, uh, yeah, man, it's 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 been a long time. I've been a collector for years, um, since the early 80s, um, which is basically when I was able to read, you know? Like, since I was, since I was able to actually read and, and decide what I wanted to read on my own, um that's when i've been in that's how long i've been into this shit um and i'm pretty sure you've been into spider-man just as long as i have because spider-man was your guy would like, you mind if i ask what was so your initial pickup right like what were the three books that like really hit you early on we all know about all these books right now so i don't need a description but like what were the three like story arcs and what were the three three books that when as a younger reader really did it for you Yo, so the three books that I got into, and it wasn't even like, I can't tell you like, oh, this is the series that I got into. I can tell you the three books, the three, the, I can literally tell you the first three books that that caught my eye. There was, uh, there was this one that was a Ghost Rider book, and it was Ghost Rider versus this dude that had like this giant eyeball for a head. Yeah, yeah, that's, on the, on that's the, cover. the original Ghost Rider series. It's like issue like top, like one of the top twelve issues. We're I talking think. Uh, Catch, Blaze. It's a top ten. No, 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 no. This is before Danny Catch even existed. Okay. Uh, this is like this is when Ghost Rider was just Johnny Blaze, uh, and it was like literally like the original. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he he had the 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 plain suit with the the fold over uh, breast uh, zipper and all that shit. Um, give me it, one more. Uh, that was that was the that was the one of the first ones. Uh, and then there was this other one. It was a Justice League book, and I can't. Rem- I, forgive me, I can't remember the numbers. They're all upstairs. I still have them. Uh, the uh, the Justice League book that I had was uh, the. I remember it was this dude that was holding up this block of red kryptonite, and it had uh, Superman and Shazam. Like, f- like flying at each other. Like, yeah, that's like, an awesome they, cover. Yeah, was it was. This, it was yeah. It's one of my favorite covers, man. And and like all the other Justice League members are in the background, like you know, all shocked and like you know, like you know, they're gonna fight. And oh yeah, yeah. Anytime Superman versus Shazam comes up, it's classic. Yeah, and and it was all due to Red Kryptonite. Superman was like evil and not evil, but he was turned like you know, in and enraged and like you know, unable to control himself. So it was a. Uh, it was a pretty cool cover. It it made me want that because I was a big Super Friends fan back in the day. Like that show was like the sh- I I used to wake up every fucking Saturday morning 
Yeah. I watched Super Friends. When we had um, three channels. Yeah. It was limited yep. <laughs> options. Yeah. It was yeah. interesting. The, uh, do you ever collect the Super Friend comic books? I, no, not the actual Super Friend comic books. I never did. Uh, I had actually bought some of those when I was younger because, you know, you know, everybody was into the Super Friends who watched cartoons. I think the actual first appearance of the Legion of Doom is from the Super Friends comic book. I, I researched that recently because I wanted to get my hands on it. And it's like Super Friends number like six or whatever. You know, I was like, oh, there it is. I got to find that one now. <laughs> Were the Wonder Twins there? Yep. What actually, did... no, that's a different issue, actually. And that's yeah. actually. No, I didn't mean that book. Very sought mean, after yeah. the first appearance of uh, Zan and Jaina yep. in, in a Gleek. It goes for decent money online. Mm. You guys remember the Legion of Doom and their, their headquarters and, and how it looked like Vader's helmet? Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yep, they were that doing cool that, shit. right? You said they changed the way the, the Legion of Doom looks, the, yeah. the building or the, the ship. Yeah, Whoop. they did. They changed that. In, uh... Oh, yeah, we talked about that last week, right? Yeah, the, yeah. they changed the way the, the ship looks. I, I want to tell you, every time he's describing a book, like I see you processing and remembering the book. I see you also calculating and seeing if you can figure out like the price guide. <laughs> yeah. for Which stuff. issue it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what was your early entry? Uh... I think some of the, the first comics I actually ever read were, or uh, got my hands on, uh, I used to go down to see my cousins in like North Carolina every year, and they used to have, I don't know if you remember, uh, All-Star Comics from the, it's either the yeah. late 70s or early 80s mm-hmm. with the Justice Society of America. Yeah. Those were the some of the first comics I ever got my hands on, so I've kind of always had a sweet spot for the JSA. Yeah, you had like the Jay Garrick Flash, and uh... yeah, yeah, I loved it because you mixed the Justice League with the JSA, and yeah. you just had all these characters. And uh, the JSA was actually one of the first original super teams, right? Yeah, you know, them and the Invaders. Like, I don't know who's came first, but they're both around the same timeline. Yeah, the Invaders were uh, Human Torch, uh, Submariner, and Captain America. Cap, yeah. It was actually the and Bucky. It was actually the Human Torch and Toro. Yeah, it, it's an actually a Human Torch android. It's mm-hmm. yeah, so, Jim Hammond. Yeah, so it's not the same as the uh, for those re- listeners. It's not the Johnny Blaze that you know, right? From uh, Johnny Storm. Johnny, Johnny Storm. Storm sorry. Yeah. Yep. So it, it was an android, and Toro was an android too. Yeah. I subliminally put the Johnny Blaze reference in your head when we were talking about Ghost Rider. You earlier. did. Ghost Rider yeah. is one um, of my favorites, so it's easy. Yeah, they, there was one more book too uh, that, like, in my triumvirate of my my original. Is that a word? Yeah. Tri- yep. Say it again. Triumvirate. Tri- triumvirate. Something I'm, like that. I'm not. As, I don't know the lingo, man. Just look it up, bro. I, I um, want to. I yeah. I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Google that shit. Uh, of uh, <laughs> my triumvirate of uh, you know, original like kickoff comics. I would right. Like that's kind of what we're talking about, but. One more, and that's uh, Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. I'm familiar with that. I've never yeah, read I'm, it, but I'm I, familiar. I, I'm, I don't, I'm I don't familiar remember it. reading it, but yeah. There's something about like animal versions of you know your favorite characters that just I, I don't know. For me, that really drew me into that book, and uh, like it wasn't. I don't think it had a high circulation, so it was one of those books that like I had to like struggle to find. And whenever I could find a, an issue of it, I'd pick it up. So I never had like a full run. So I don't, I didn't know the story from, from book to book, but I always just fucking like, there was like pig iron who was kind of like uh Colossus in a way. Um, oh yeah. And uh fastback who was the, uh, the, the turtle, um, but he was the flash. Um, 
and and Captain Carrot himself, who's basically like uh, like Shazam. Spider Ham wasn't part of that, was he? No, nope. That was our. That was something from uh, Marvel, which was like basically from the uh, obviously from the alternate Spider Man universe. Which Spider Ham was awesome. Fucking love Spider Ham. Is he like one of the guys in the Spider Verse that comes and helps out in battles? He is. He is. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, no. Yes. Spider <laughs> Spider Ham is from the Spider Verse. Because the Spider-Verse is basically every version of Spider-Man that's ever been, and Spider-Ham is a version of Spider-Man. Word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what about you, Rob? It was when uh, it, my what started my triversion of <laughs> it was uh, it was when it was when toys uh, it was when my toys jumped to the comic book page or vice versa. I don't even know, but uh, Larry Hammer's um, GI Joe. Yeah, uh, that absolutely crushed it for me. Like all my, they, I was not eating lunch, man. I was saving all that money uh, so that I can get every single issue. And of course, the one that blew everybody's minds was the silent issue, right? Because I'm a huge Snake Eyes fan. What does the silent issue go for? Is that like? I actually had one. I bought one and had it graded. Sold. It was like a nine point. I, I honestly I forget the grade, but uh, that, that goes for about eighty dollars, just uh, ungraded. So it's a it's that's actually I think worth more than any other issue from that whole series for anyone unaware like this this dude had the balls to write you know the ninja character infiltrating a cobra base and there were no words spoken like he just silently goes in uh, I think something to do with Scarlet I don't remember if she was in jeopardy or whatever but he goes into this cobra base and uh, just whoops everybody's ass and does an extract mission and makes his way back out so it definitely started with uh, G.I. Joe for me. That was that was my jam. I have an unhealthy love for G.I. Joe, and one day I will get my fan fiction G.I. Joe out there. Uh, <laughs> I think that's that. Is that the first appearance of Storm Shadow in that issue? I think that's the reason why that's such a hot issue. I don't think so. I think that was the first time that he was linked to Storm Shadow because he had uh, they the unva- tattoo. They unveiled at the end as he's hang gliding out the tattoo that linked him to Storm Shadow. That implied that they were brothers or connected or part of the same clan. Um, the the Arshikagi. Uh, so yeah, weird. that weird that they called it the silent issue though because like. Comics don't make noise, man. Like it's like the wordless issue. It I think actually that is the first Storm Shadow. It's um is this G.I. Joe number that, twenty. That's the one. That's the book. Yep, it's the first Storm Shadow. That's, so Storm Shadow was in there? Yep, that's why I don't even remember Storm book. Shadow in there. Yeah. Uh yeah, and it's maybe they maybe they showed Storm Shadow's, you know, tattoo or whatever, and then later at the end showed uh, Snake Eyes, but that was my takeaway, right? Like it was a badass mission. There's a mm-hmm. badass dude. I love that he was always covered up because he could be anybody. We talk way too much, and I'm I'm sorry that I I'm beating a dead horse, but it's so important to me to have um, to be able to relate to the comic books and uh, when they have more diversity. And at a time of less diversity, it was really cool that this character is all covered up because he could be he could be you, he could be me. Um, he he could be anybody under there, and that and that was mm-hmm. kind of or any male, right? Like he was clearly a male, but um, I thought that was super dope. And the other books, are, I was obviously a, a huge Spider-Man fan forever, and uh, because I was really and continue to be really a goofy person, uh, Ren and Stimpy, man, I was that was my carrot, that was my Captain Carrot book was uh, Ren was and Stimpy, reading Ren and Stimpy all the time and their misadventures and pseudo sexual weird jokes that they crammed into everything. 
Yeah, I've got a Ren and Stimpy number one. It, it comes with some kind of an ear fowler, like instead of an ear freshener, <laughs> it's like an ear fowler. <laughs> that I, sounds I, right. I haven't opened the bag, so I'm not sure how bad it smells. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of people that have tried to do that silent issue. Like, every, like here and there, like you see it come out, like you know, and they they announce it, and it's like this crazy like thing, like it's almost like trying to recreate that same feeling and like or trying to capture lightning in a bottle a second time you can't pioneer something and, um, that's been pioneered I've yeah actually i don't know if you've ever read a uh, kitty pride and wolverine mm-hmm. there's an issue where i think it's a silent issue um because i remember it's like no, there was no words at all it's just a right. lot of stealth moving around so it's a pretty cool concept i i kind of think it works for the right I want, yeah, I want to, I want to give it its due too, right? Like, don't do it to try to recreate the silent issue, right? But, but if that's your mechanism to tell a story, um, it, that can be a really cool way, especially if it's executed right. Did Larry Hama ever write any Wolverine issues? I feel like he did. Am I crazy? No, I feel like he did too. It's weird. All right, we'll have to look into that. Look, look it up. Yeah, I will. Um, but uh, moving, moving along, this week was kind of. Sp- Farce. Um, again, uh, not a whole lot of like crazy stuff coming out. There were a couple of independents that came out. There were a couple of, uh, you know, Marvel number ones that came out. Uh, and of course, Man of Steel keeps trucking along. Um, and yes, it looks like uh, Larry Hama did write some Wolverine, uh, which is pretty cool. And I wonder it did. with Silvestri, it said Silvestri yeah. as uh, as his artist. Yeah, I, I remember like I remember that. What a combo, um, huh? I, but I don't trust my memory, so I had to. <laughs> what a combo! And, I know. And, and yeah. how, how, man? How? Where? Yo, Mark Silvestri. Jesus. You know why I remember that, that? was a good. That was a great I, like, fucking Eric artist. Silvestri. I remember that because that was while you were working at. I don't know if that's when it came out, but I remember seeing it while you were working at that comic book store when you used to work in that other mall. We're talking about Rhode Island, uh, so the options <laughs> are limited. I was working next door at Papa Gino's stealing steak all the time. And I was at Lee's Collectibles. Lee's, was that was that it? Lee's Collectibles? Yeah, that was the name of it. Yeah, I remember seeing that on the shelf, and that was, yeah, and because I was, I knew Hammer from G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, like, this week was uh, uh, a weird week. Like, not a whole lot of stuff came out, but um, the first thing that I want to mention is, and, and again, I'm dipping into that DC pool, man. Uh, Teen Titans special number one was released this week and it's kind of the setup for Teen Titans number 20 which is going to be this all new team that's led by Damian Wayne um, with uh, you know all these like it's maybe about three or four new characters on the team but it's got uh, Damian Wayne's Robin uh, Red Arrow and um, who's like this girl Emiko um, who's the daughter of Shadow uh, an assassin and um you have wallace i don't know if his last name's west in this or not but it should i think it is wallace west or something like that um he is the uh the flash or kid flash who is uh like you know basically the the black kid flash from the new 52 um has gone on to be uh you know kid flash and uh now he's going to be part of this new teen titans team and um they're going to include like a couple new characters. One of them is going to be Crush, who is uh, Lobo's daughter, um, which looks pretty cool. Like I, I actually, uh, I love Lobo. I love that character. Um, 
Now, I'm not really sure where you stand on Lobo because you call everybody Lobo face. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> ironically, I actually like Lobo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I love that character. I just I, I didn't like what they did with him in New 52 with that like, oh, he's not the real Lobo, but this is Lobo. And like that new guy that they showed was like really fucking dumb. I'm really glad that they got back to basics and brought the real Lobo back. You know why um, they were confused? Because what? everybody looks like Lobo in DC. I mean, <laughs> Shut that, up. That's why they don't. That's why there's identity <laughs> issues. Is this the uh, is this the first comic where Damian Wayne Wayne is going to be basically in a, a continuous book? Is this kind of like his first no his ongoing his, his series? His first ongoing series was, I believe, Batman and Robin. And he was a regular. In that he was series? a regular. Yeah, like when uh, Batman was like you know I guess like trapped in time or some shit. Um, Super Sons ongoing? Super Sons is an ongoing series where it's Damian Wayne and uh, John Kent, um, uh, Superman's son. And they're, they're kind of like a little super team. But this is, uh, this, is his, this is his baby, though. Like, he's, he's making this team from scratch. Um, and what's his, uh, what's his first appearance? Uh, Batman number 655. Nice. Key book uh, to, uh, to get your hands on. Yeah. Down the road for future investments congratulations on crushing that because he just tossed you a fastball right he tossed you a fastball out of his department right like (laughs) this is something that we would ask him he threw you a fastball out of his department you sent that right back congratulations homie that was like an underhanded throw to him we were just talking about that issue like before so fair enough it's magic to me whenever anyone can recall anything just because my you know i don't remember anything (laughs) but he um yeah, dude. Like, I mean, like, it, it just so it starts like it's basically a story about each character individually, uh, and Damian Wayne is basically uh, sitting in a in a uh, cafe um, that is a, it's a Lebanese cafe, and they are, you know, they make this this uh, oxblood uh, soup that his mother used to make. And he's like, you know, it's the closest thing that, you know, you know, to his mom's soup and it makes him feel like he's at home, so on and so forth. But he had he had gone away um, on a mission in space uh, with the rest of the Justice League and stuff in this uh, No Justice series that just happened. But while he was gone, it looks like some uh, some criminals slid in and kind of like started a protection racket. They came into they walk into this uh, cafe while he's there and they try to muscle them. He basically throws on his Robin suit, does his thing, and then, uh, you know, realizes that it wasn't just a shakedown. It was a message they were trying to send to the rest of the the uh, the immigrants in the community. Like, hey, you either play ball or we we kill you. And they were blowing up the uh, the restaurant. So they blow up the restaurant, kill the owner. And he goes on this, like, you know, revenge mission, finds out that Black Mass set everybody up. And he's like, at that point, he's just fed up. He's like, you know what? This isn't working. Uh, you know, the way that we're doing things is not the way that it needs to be done because we're basically being reactive and not proactive. So, you know, by the time we get these guys, it's already too late. So what he does, he finds out Black Mask, you know, set up the hit. He goes and finds Black Mask and he fucking kills him. So Damian Wayne pulls out a gun. Black Mask look at, looks at him and says, wait, Batman doesn't use guns? And he's like, yeah, well, I'm not Batman. And then the next thing you see is off panel, you hear a bang. Oh, Batman did use guns. His, uh, in the Thomas early... Wayne? Oh, the very, the very, in the very beginning. Yeah, Batman had a gun. Yes, which I, is weird. I think it's you're going to reference uh, Batman versus Superman. 
uh, like pre-Martha when he had the uh, machine yeah. guns. And yeah, when he was people. like shooting people, yeah. yeah. And while you're, you know, talking about the Teen Titans, uh, it's kind of always been a minor group, but they've they've had a following for quite a while. And I think they're coming out with a live show on uh, Netflix, right? Is it Netflix? I don't, um, I don't know. It's not Netflix, no. It's going to be DC's all, DC's like um, streaming service. Okay. Um. It's either DC or Warner Brothers. One of them is coming out with their own streaming service, and I think it's DC. I think it's just DC Comics is coming out with a streaming service, and they're going to have all of their shows on there, including new uh, original content, and Teen Titans is going to be that, uh, that one of their shows that's going to kick it off. There's a few key comics from the Teen Titans series. New Teen Titans number two, first appearance of Deathstroke the Terminator. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe number 44 is the first Nightwing. Another key book. Really. Nice. Um, yeah, so look so look out for those. Grab those if you can. Um, yeah, so Teen Titans uh, special number one was great. The other two stories are basically for Red, Red Arrow and uh, Kid Flash, kind of fleshing them out a little bit and giving you their motivations. But, I mean, that, that Robin story just kind of set it off perfectly. Um, you get an idea of why he's forming the team, and then you get the actual full team in issue number 20 of sounds Teen like, Titans. Sounds like you liked it. I, I did. Yeah. 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 I really did. They nailed the characters, man. The characters were really well done, well and written. The history that you're given makes me feel like I've slept on Teen Titans all these years. I've, I don't think I've ever read a Teen Titans book. Mm. Also, uh, if you get some money to burn, uh, you can get the Brave and the Bold, number 54, first appearance of the Teen Titans. It's, what, what's it going for right now? Uh, well, there's a there's a 9.6 graded copy on eBay going for $16,000 right now. Uh, whether or not they're gonna get that, it's another story. But you know, first appearances, especially for uh, an ongoing book, book that's been around forever, uh, that's gonna definitely. How much did you just say? Sixteen grand. Damn. Well, that's also from the '60s. So anytime you can get a graded nine point six, that's mm. pretty hard to find. It could be yeah. the highest graded copy known. Wow. But <clears throat> th- that book isn't actually that expensive to get in a mid grade, so it's actually very affordable mm. um, to purchase something like that now. So. Do you have any other winners this week? Um, I thought Century was great. Um, there's a lot going on in Century. Yeah. Can how do we break that down? You really can't uh, without giving away like everything that the book is. Like th- I think this is a book that you kind of have to discover while you're reading it. Uh, but what I can say is that they did a great job with like um, giving him a purpose and giving him a, um, a a reasonable way to still exist. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That and that's always been the key for him, right? Like, and I thought he was brilliantly. He, his origin was kind of dope because you got this guy who's been here forever, and yet nobody knows who he is, right? Like, right. how come? How come <clears throat> we've never heard of Marvel's Superman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I thought they had always given him a good explanation. And what I got from this uh, this new number one and where he's been since then um, was more explanation, right? Like more okay. Okay, I get it, and I like where you're going with these characters around you. His cast of characters, um, his villain is super boring to me, but it has to like it's part of his character. And if you right. if you understand the void, like you you get it right. Like it's it's kind of like he's his own enemy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was so much going on there. There's so many nuanced uh, layers to peel from. Uh, it can be really juicy if done well, and I hope they do it well. Like I hope they keep it up because I, I thought that was a good pick this week. Yeah, we got to, like, later on, because, I, again, we don't really want, I mean, this is, uh, 
it's one of those things like it's like talking about Westworld. You know what I mean? You can't talk about Westworld without giving away almost everything uh aside from aside from like season 1 maybe. Uh but with this with this comic like if we talk about specifics, it's just I think it just ruins the experience. Um but we at later we have to talk about the ending. All right. Yeah. I'm going to invent a safe word so that any of your listeners if they hear our safe word or a safe phrase, they'll know to like to block their ears. Let's call it something like, oh, I don't know, spoiler alert. And if we say the word spoiler alert, people can be like, la 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 la. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Skip ahead ten seconds. Yeah, I've been I've been doing the podcast thing long enough to know that when people hear spoiler alert, they don't stop listening. That is that then becomes their bad. That's like a yeah. disclaimer. You put out the disclaimer. And... Yeah, I know. I just I still feel like I'm doing them a disservice though. Mm. No, I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Maybe, maybe we'll do that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I love spoilers because I can't wait a lot yeah. of time. So it's like, uh, just give it to me now. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I'm the same way. Like I actually pursue spoilers. I look them up online. I'm trying to figure out what's going on, what's happening. One thing that I was happy I didn't with though is uh, uh Infinity War, the movie. Well, I was all over the spoilers, but it didn't really spoil anything for yeah. me. Um, shit. So, I guess like. That yeah, Century get it, man. Like I, I recommend it. I think it's a good book. I think it's something oh, that you should yeah. you should definitely check out. At least give it a shot. Jeff Lemire's the writer. I mean, yeah, y- you know Jeff Lemire from Sweet Tooth. Yeah, um, he's writing one of the X Men wow. books right now. Wow, you know I had forgotten. Like I didn't put that together. Yeah, I didn't put that together. Which like, makes I, sense now, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Just, like like you connect the dots and you're like, man, oh, I loved Sweet Tooth. It's like, oh, this weird ass writer is writing this weird ass book. That makes fucking perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Lemire is good, man. I think he's writing X Men Red right now. I'm I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that's the one he's writing. There's too many fucking X Men books. I've given up, man. I've given up. And that's that's saying something to your oversaturation. So like yeah. I so the one day when somebody sends this your a, a clip of your show to Marvel, like I want them to pick up that piece. This oversaturation is killing me and yeah. preventing me from buying your books. X Men Blue, X Men Red, X Men Gold, X Men Astonishing X Men. I'm not well, even reading Deadpool and I love Deadpool. That that sorts itself out because it's all based on on demand. So yeah. once they, they I've seen it before, like back in the day, there was like multiple Punisher series. Mm. You know, after a while, people are like, you know, one Punisher books enough. And yeah. then they just basically canceled all the other series. Well, that's they that's had. the problem with Marvel and, and, and DC. Well, actually, I don't know. Has DC been doing that? Yeah. DC oversaturates some of the books, too. But it but they're they seem like they have a better balance right now and that might be why you you and i agree that we've been dc heavy yeah you and i who are never dc heavy in any of our comic book conversations on the past three weeks of this show have been dc heavy we're leading with batman ending with man of steel that's the thing like batman right like the batman yep the batman family like they have multiple batman titles but they're not all like Batman, Batman the Dark Knight, Batman right. Shadow of the Bat, Batman blah, 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 Batman, may, blah, blah, blah. Batman's you know what I mean? a huge character, right? Yeah. So he's the first one that you would think is going to be oversaturated. But right now we're not talking about quantity. We're talking about quality because of what Tom King is bringing to that character. Right. So um, so because otherwise you and I haven't talked about Batman since like the earthquake and stuff, right? Like we, we don't. I mean, yeah, Batman's a really cool character. Feels like a Marvel character to me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a whole... Uh, another uh, can of worms but the thing is you and I aren't having these deep Batman conversations ever until now this Tom King run and that's saying something not about saturation but about quality over quantity right 
you know, as far as saturation goes, there's two sides I look at it from. One is a collect or uh, somebody buying comics right now. You might just say, you know, I don't have enough money to spend on all these different series. So, you know, a lot of this stuff might be considered garbage. But for the for the generations to come, you know, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, they're going to look back at these series that were oversaturated and be like, you know, I want to get my hands on that issue. So there's going to be a lot of variety and a lot of uh, collectible issues for them, I think. So mm-hmm. even though it's oversaturated right now, uh, long term for the for the whole hobby, I think it's actually not a bad thing. I would love for that fan, for our children, not together, right? But uh, for our children, well, I don't know. Maybe we get to know each other a little better, right? Maybe we adopt. For, <laughs> for, for our collective future children, when they start reaching for the books, I want them to find the quality books. And then I feel like they'd be more likely to read or more likely to continue reading. Because when I pick up some of these books or when I start to flip through, because I love the character so much, another book that came out this week, for instance, was Spider-Man and Wakanda, right? Uh, Wakanda is so hot right now. I love the Black Panther stuff. I love Spider-Man forever. And now I pick up this book and I can't even like, it's not holding my attention for 10 seconds. It's just a really uh, boring book for me that didn't really go anywhere. So when yeah, who I, is like the, is the villain like Hydro Man or some shit? Yes. Yes. Yeah, like why? I, I don't know. It's like one of those things like you're going to bring the fucking Dora Milaje from Wakanda. And they did. To New York. Yep. And team up with Spider-Man for fucking Hydro-Man? Like, can you give us a fucking better villain? Like, I mean, Hydro-Man has always been a throwaway guy. I mean, like, this isn't going to create a better villain out of out of uh, Hydro-Man. Like, how about if you inter- how about if you have Hydro-Man and Sandman together, and then there's like some chemical explosion, and they become like Mudman? <laughs> huh? You hear it? You feeling me? I I kind of feel like that's happened. Yeah, DC has. has a has a mud man, right? That's no, no, well, no, that's happening. No, it, that's I mean happening. That actual, clay face. What, yeah. No, I mean exactly what you were describing yeah. has actually happened without in the chemicals. Yeah. It was just literally they just fucking mixed up and like they they were all like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was pretty bad. That, that's from the House of Ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Yo, we anyway, should we should mix these dudes." I, I prefer <laughs> I prefer quality over quantity, and I remember a conversation, and I I know uh, I'm I'm not gonna start opening cans of worms that don't belong opened, but uh, we had conversations about the Netflix series before multiple series, mm-hmm. and I wanted more because at the time I'd seen Daredevil and it was dope, and I'd seen Jessica Jones and it was dope, and then they start to give us more. And even at a slow pace, but they start to give us more. And now I'm like, all right, maybe if they give us a little less, right? maybe if they give us a little less, maybe they could keep the quality that they initially had. Because I think that quality is what's going to keep the reader engaged. Mm. Um, Absolutely. You're going to have quality. Otherwise, even if it's Batman, people will be like, this sucks. And then you're going to lose interest in the book. Can yeah. I can I add to your like to to counter myself, though, like the value that I see in what you said is it gives a Jeff Lemire a shot. You know what I mean? It gives some of these lesser known um, writers and artists a chance to break through. So I do feel like you might get some gold in there at some point. You know what oh, I yeah, mean? Yeah, you throw enough shit at the wall, something's going to stay. Right, absolutely. Right. But in the meantime, there's a lot. Of, there's just a lot of garbage X-Men books out there right now to circle back to X-Men. Yeah. I Actually, you know what? You know what's funny, man, is that they're not, none of them are garbage. Like I've read them. Like I've, I've, I haven't been keeping up with them, but every now and then, like I'll binge like, you know, seven or eight issues of one of the series. It's just that I can't keep up with all of them. And it's and it's it's sad because like it has so many great characters. I mean, you can pick like 
it had each book has like so many great characters and each book has characters that are throwaway characters like take the best of all these books and make one team you had you had x-men and uncanny x-men in back in the day and that worked for me i fucking love that well for some like new readers say like you're you're you, you buy comics every week, but you don't buy X-Men. But you're like, oh, X-Men number one blue. Let me get on this storyline because it's new and I, I haven't followed X-Men. That might actually get them hooked into the you know the X-Men books and decide they want to collect other X-Men books or read new stuff. So, hmm. Well, yeah, no, that, that's, that's something it. that I had mentioned last week is that like sometimes when they relaunch or they do new number ones, there's reasons behind that. And it's like giving a jumping on point. Um Maybe I'm just an anti-mutant bigot. I don't know. No, I don't think so, because you were an X-Men fan for a very long time. I, I, I have read some arcs that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, like, are your, what are your favorite uh, runs of X-Men? I Personally, you can't beat the Chris Claremont, John Byrne days. I thought those were the best. And then uh, probably Jim Lee, Chris Claremont mm-hmm. um, days after that, personally. I, I personally like the Grant Morrison run. Um out of all of them, even though they had the goofy, like... Uh, because they grounded them. Yeah, they, they had those, like, right. motorcycle leather jackets and, and shit like that. But, I mean, they, that was the that was the run that had... Uh, Except for the weird uh, White Queen X uh, outfit where, like, it just... It held itself were, up like, somehow. It to her boobs, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it grounded it. And this is why I'm a Marvel fan versus a DC fan and probably why I'm a little averse to, like, some of the X-Men stuff is because I love that that grounded level a moment ago when i said batman has always felt like a marvel character to me and that's because my interpretation of it is that marvel's about the man beneath the cowl and dc is about the capes and about the glory and about the flying and batman's always been that really fleshed out character and that's why he's always that's that's why he's always felt like a marvel character to me and i feel like i lose some of that in x-men but that grant morrison run kind of did that yeah cassandra nova was a great villain um and yeah, I just I really appreciated that run. Like I thought that run was really fucking cool. Um, so, Dugas. Yep. What are the key issues that we should be looking out for now? Well, um, like there's always key issues, but uh, the Overstreet Price Guide is coming out. I think it's the 48th edition. It's coming out at the end of July, so you have about a month before you see any price changes. If we're going into stuff that's probably going to get some attention, it's probably based on some of the movies that are just came out or are coming out. You know, we talked about the Infinity War key issues last week. Uh, if you want to talk about like Deadpool, Deadpool's as hot as it comes right now. So you see a lot of demand for a lot of those books. What was that? One ninety eight. Well, the New first Mutants? appearance of uh, Deadpool is New Mutants number ninety eight. Ninety eight, yeah. Uh, it goes for about three forty, three fifty in the guide. I've actually seen nine point eight rated copies on eBay sell as, as high as fifteen hundred dollars. Ooh, that's good. I have one of those. Yeah, it was a newsstand version though, so it demands a little more money usually. But uh, it shows you the you know the hype around Deadpool and the popularity. Uh, also, New Mutants number eighty seven, first appearance of Cable. You know, it's the first time Cable's been in a movie. I think that's going to draw a lot of people to, to that book. Uh, it's about 160 bucks for an ambient copy. And then you move on to New Mutants 100, the first appearance of the X-Force. There's three different printings. Um, 
I haven't noticed really much difference in demand. Like sometimes later printings are so scarce people want them. But in this case, I don't really see much of a price variance. Then uh, X-Force number one, uh, first ongoing book for X-Force, which, you know, they're going to have uh, an X-Force movie next instead of a Deadpool movie. That's going to be hot. Yeah. X-Force number two, second appearance of Deadpool. X-Force 11, first appearance of Domino, another hot book right now. Yeah, Domino actually has an ongoing series right now uh, written by Gail Simone, uh, and it is dope. Yeah, so those so are... very, uh, very good book. Can I can I just touch on that for a second? Yeah. Um, I I like when they keep continuity and stuff like that. And this is not about my weird diversity kick, but Zazie Beats has redefined uh, Domino for me in the in that Deadpool movie. And now it's forevermore, like she's the definitive Domino. You know what I mean? So I I wish that they could find some hokey way to draw her to have her character reflect the the domino that we saw in the Deadpool movie. Like, I would love for that to happen. I know that's not where we're at right now. I apologize, but that's my ADD brain right, happening right now. I, that- I, I, yeah, I, I feel you, but I disagree. Okay. Um, I, I feel like they couldn't give us domino from the comics because she would look fucking weird as shit mm-hmm. in the Deadpool movie. Um, like, because the, I mean, special effects and all that shit be damned. Uh, I think her... Her look, pale white skin. Yeah, I get it. Black eye. It's just, it just, it would, it would really have like this weird contrast on on a on a screen. So I think the look that they gave her was was essential. But I don't think that it nece- it necessarily means that we should change the look of her in the comics because it is a kind of uh, iconic look for her. I'm just saying, I'd be cool with that. I'd be cool. I'm going high pitch right now. I'd be but cool. does she? Does she actually have pale white skin, or is that makeup? I always no, thought it, it, it was is. Con- it was makeup. Like- that's her skin. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's her skin, and that eye that eye spot is a tattoo. I like your interpretation. I like to think that the superhero gets up and like puts all this white shit on. Like, yeah, so I, she's you know, Sammy Sosa. So you told me that. Like- <laughs> I, I thought that she was just uh, had her face done partially white, and then the black uh, ring put on. So I, yeah. as far as I knew, she could have been black, and that's just the way she painted her face. So, mm. oh yeah, like uh, like Chris Rock when he was in uh, when he was the zebra, right? And yeah, uh, like is he is he white with black stripes or black with white stripes? <laughs> yeah, cool. I I I I'm okay with your answer. I'm okay if they don't change it, but I would be super cool if they did because I love that look. Like I thought I thought that Domino was pretty dope. Interesting yeah. thing about Domino, her first appearance was actually. New Mutants 98, but man, it wasn't the real Domino. I love to watch you work, man. It wasn't the I real Domino, this. but apparently in X-Force 11, it came out with a real Domino appeared. So I don't, I'm don't, i not sure about the whole storyline with the fake Domino, but she apparently, she was on the cover too of uh, New Mutants number 98 with Deadpool. Yeah. So that's where you first saw Domino, even though it wasn't the real her. But just like they couldn't get, just like I don't think they could really do her look on the on the silver screen. I don't think that they could do her look from the silver screen in the comics and do it justice. I I, I think I, I'm I grimace every time I see. Um, I mean, unless you unless you consistently have somebody who's really good at drawing minorities, um, and I hate using the word minorities, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, like people of color. Um, 
like unless you get somebody who's consistently good at that, yep. then it's it, it. I cringe, man. Like I, I don't really. Well, I cringe when they did this to Riri Williams, right? And they started making her this the seventeen year old girl. They started making her like hypersexualized, like for yeah. some of the variant covers. And I right. know, I know that was just variant covers, and that's not like Marvel as a whole or her character as a whole. But even the fact that some of the people started to do that to her felt definitely creepy to me. But Zazzy Beats, like this domino character, if you did do it, you can go all out, man. Make it this super sexy, badass chick with the afro. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Running wild. I'd be, I'd be super happy for that. But find somebody who can draw a good afro. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's what all. That's all Is I'm that saying. Not the Jim Starlin. <laughs> for people that know afros, okay. yes, Jim Starlin is what I'm saying. If you have ever seen him do uh, work with on the Mages, the Mages had an afro in the '70s. Even though it was a white dude, he had an afro. It right. Was the future Adam Warlock afro. Mm-hmm. It was just the, the style back then for here. So. If you take anything away from today's podcast, I want it to be that the mages had afros in the 70s. That's my favorite line. <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of disturbing when you read the comic, but I'm such a Jim Stalin fan. Like, you it. can't do any wrong in my eyes. Yeah, Stalin was great. He's the whole creator of Thanos and that whole Infinity War, yada, yada, yada. Take us out with some key Ant-Man and the Wasp issues. Well, there's really a couple books that I can think of, uh, one of them being Marvel premiere number 47 it's the first appearance of scott lang as ant-man because uh, good luck trying to buy the original first ant-man you're talking like tens of thousands of dollars it's like tales to astonish number 47 or something say right uh, so that book is about 150 bucks in the guide uh, you know scott lang's been ant-man in all the movies uh very affordable book it, i see i've tried to get my hands on it a few times but People just don't want to give up on it, and so I can't really outbid these people unless they want to pay top dollar. Another key book from that movie is going to be Iron Man number 219, first appearance of the ghost who's the villain from the Ant-Man and Wasp movie. If you've seen the trailer, it looks like an awesome villain. Uh, the guide price for that book is like 4 bucks, so you might be able to find it in a back issue bin somewhere, cheap. Otherwise, on eBay, you're looking at about thirty bucks for that book right now, unslabbed. And nice. That's all I got for uh, for Ant Man. All right. Word. Um, other other books that you guys need to look out for this week. Uh, there was a book called Shadow Road. It's a image comic. It's uh, no, actually, Shadow Road is by Oni Press. I'm sorry. Uh, very good book. Uh, supernatural shit happening in the Wild West uh, and London um, with a uh, native. American as a, uh, a featured main character, uh, which is really cool. Uh, looks like it's going to use a lot of that lore. Um, and uh, Man of Steel continues to chug along. Real quick take on your your quick take on Man of Steel, Rob. I had a lot of questions last week on this podcast about not getting resolutions from issue four um, and not seeing some of the cool, interesting things that was keeping me along in issues one, two, and three. Uh, and they started to give us some answers with of course more questions which is okay that's a good book right that's mm -hmm. what a good book should do uh and they brought like the hot redhead back so woo -woo. uh yeah i thought this was uh i thought this was a solid issue i started to get some answers i felt like the story moved along in a way that issue four did not yeah there was there was some art issues for me in this book um and i love dude it's adam hughes man adam hughes did most of the art in this book i love that dude uh there was a, a page um, or two where I was just like, the art just didn't seem to match up with the writing. Uh, like there was one in particular where Flash is like, oh, I just finished putting out the fire. 
and I'm looking at the panels and everything is all fucking looks like it's still ablaze. You know what I mean? Like like the 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 coloring and stuff like that is still like that that hot amber. Uh, it doesn't look like a fire was just put out. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, I do know what you mean. That's really weird to me. Like I'm just like, okay, you just finished putting out the fire, but it still looks like there's a fire. So, so we talked about last week. We talked about Tony Stark, Iron Man number one, and you uh, you fought with us because yeah. you like the art. We did not like the art. We right. Were, we were underwhelmed. And ironically, you gave me a preview of that this week. You you had given me that opinion, and I had that going into the book, and I was completely on the opposite side. I, w- I loved the art. I thought the art was great, but hearing you give it context right yeah. now, I understand because I remember that specific the panel art that was you're awesome. talking about. Right. Like the I, art was awesome. You can look at the art I, and you can the appreciate flashes the talking art. talking about putting out the fire, and I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, look behind you. Right. Like, the, like it was... It was just that it wasn't that the art was bad. Right. I'm not saying that at yeah. all. I'm saying that the art I, was out I of sync. Because I thought it was beautiful. Like right. I thought it was exceptional, which is interesting. It was out of sync. Yeah, agreed. With with what they were with what Bendis was was communicating in his words. And, no, and no fist fight today. Right. Um so so that's all I had to say about that. But I yes, they did clear up a lot of shit. Um and they created more mystery. Um I thought it was funny when uh, he he draws the little circle thing and, and and he's like, "What is this?" And they're like, "It's a circle with a thing in the middle." <laughs> Yo, dude, there's lots of circles. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. I thought it was great because they do that shit a lot in comics and like movies and stuff like that. And somebody always goes, "I know exactly what that is," and like they, yeah. like nobody did that. Yeah. And it was just pretty cool. Um, Why'd you say that name? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even getting into that. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, definitely check us out next week. We love Wednesdays every Thursdays. Uh, and you can check out the Red Beard podcast on Friday and Monday, as well as Tony's Tony and Becca's uh, Bachelorette after party on Monday nights. Uh, anything else you guys want to throw in? I love the modding community, man. Uh, I was bored with Fallout and I found a Deadpool mod and now I'm into this game as Deadpool with a badass sword kicking everybody's ass. So I'm happy to be playing Xbox as Deadpool right now. Thanks to the modding community. Shout out to them. Word. Dugas? Uh, no, nothing to add. So. I'm All right. Good. Great being here. Thank you. Appreciate Word. It. Absolutely. Anytime. Every time. Uh, and we will see you guys on the flip. Peace. Later. Yep.